Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. For Monday, January 30th, the Super Bowl is set. I know you guys are fired up. Basically, the two best teams all season, Chiefs and Eagles, will meet in the Super Bowl 13 days from now. Pretty good matchup, can't complain, right? Uh, The 49ers were super hot, and we'll get to that game later. They just... I don't want to listen. I, I don't want to get piss off Eagles fan this early in the pod, but the, I mean the 49ers, the referee, it just all imploded for San Fran, and they're not going anywhere. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Ask for Bengals Chiefs. My gosh, you never want to start Monday going in on referees. <sighs> not a good look for the refs in Eagles Chiefs. By the way, I know the podcast audience will love this. I skipped my rec league game to watch Bengals Chiefs. Um, I had talked about it all week on the pod. I was I coached my son's team. By the way, we played another really good team, and, and we beat them pretty handily. They're, they're good, but we just had an awesome game plan. Yes, I. Our best player had like 26 points. But our rec league game was against the team. Remember that that guy last week when we were walking off the court, he goes, hey, I've been scouting you, J-Mac. We'll see you next week. i never seen the guy in my life, but he, you know, he knows what's up. So I'm sitting at home watching um, Bengals Chiefs, which was a really good game. Finally, we got a good game. Eagles Niners was un- unwatchable in, in like the fourth quarter. I text the group text for our basketball team, and I say, "Can we get a halftime update?" And this guy goes, "We're down 35-20," and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not there, and we're losing." Of course, they come back and win the game by three. I cannot watch, wait to watch it today on YouTube. Yes, the games are on YouTube. But you guys, are, you didn't come here for that, right? You came here to hear me proclaim 
Patrick Mahomes, no, we don't need to make any bold proclamations. Patrick Mahomes came through. The referees kind of, sort of screwed the Bengals. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm not referee conspiracy guy. But listen, there were three late calls, and all of them went against the Bengals. Now, the do-over play was extremely suspicious. I thought the grounding, when Pirine was, like, right there, they called it on Burrow. I know it ended up not really mattering because he completed the pass to Hurts, but it just it felt like nothing was going Cincinnati's way with the Zebras. And when you toss in, by the way, we're not going to go there, LeBron Celtics on Saturday night, it was just a rough weekend all around for referees. It's not easy. They don't have an easy job. But I did think the the Bengals got screwed. Ultimately, great game. Chiefs came through in the first half, like I said they would. Outstanding game plan from Andy Reid. And then the Bengals, the second half superstars, came back. Um, It gives us the Andy Reid bowl, which is kind of fitting because Andy Reid... This is weird, guys. Andy Reid obviously has been one of the great coaches in the last, you know, with this generation of NFL. He's probably on the short list of best coaches ever, given the success he had in Philly and now KC. But I weirdly have people every week, anytime I say something good about Andy Reid on the podcast or on the herd, hey, Jay, how come you don't talk about Andy Reid failing as a father? Look at his kids. And I'm like, man, that's some anger. And I don't know where that comes from. Obviously, you know, Andy Reid's kids had uh, problems. Um, you could say more than problems. But, like, it's just the weird teardown thing on social media. This is not, I'm not breaking new ground here. But it just feels weird to, like, want to go after Andy Reid and his family. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't totally get it. I thought Andy Reid coached a pretty good game. I thought the biggest screw-up late in the game came from the Bengals when they had to punt with under a minute left, and they kicked it down the center of the field. Like, what are you doing, bro? First of all, shout out to Sky Moore, who I hyped coming into the draft. I liked him. I had him as a first-round pick. I think I might have nailed him exactly to the Chiefs. He had a rough rookie year. He had at least three special teams gaffes. I'll never forget the one against the Colts. And he had a couple others throughout the season and eventually got pulled off punt return duty. Well, because, I don't know if you saw this, the Chiefs wide receivers were dropping like flies. Hardman got knocked out of the game. It, they were down to three guys, ultimately, and Sky Moore goes back to return the punt and peels off like 24-yarder. I know Bengals fans. What about the block in the back? Yeah. You could throw a flag on every play, as referees pretty much did in Eagles-Niners. And I don't know. It, just, it felt good for Sky Moore, the rookie, to make that big return. And just as good as you felt for Sky Moore, you felt as awful for the Bengals linebacker, the kid Osai. I don't even know how to say his name, Rob, but he's a second-year linebacker. And he's chasing Pat Mahomes down on the sideline and hits him out of bounds. Like, you can't do that. I I don't know if there's a world where you cannot flag that because it was pretty blatant. It's Mahomes out of bounds. Mahomes, by the way, absolutely heroic. And there is some symmetry here between the toughness Mahomes showed, and let's uh, this is not the TV cameras hamming it up. You could see the pain on Mahomes putting pressure on his foot. It, it was a thing, guys. And for him to gut it out on the bad wheel and get the extra yardage and then the hit out of bounds, getting them in field goal range. Like, toughness in sports is something that is incredibly important and legacy building. Willis Reed. I could ask you, give me two things Willis Reed has done. And instantly, everybody can say, oh, Willis Reed coming out of the tunnel with the injury to play like five minutes in the finals and then sat the bench the rest of the day. He gave the team the lift. Um, The Michael Jordan flu game, which may have been exaggerated a little bit. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. 
he was a hundred not a hundred percent. That's very clear. But we saw Mahomes gut it out and and tough it out. It's just an incredible game. And then you watch that Niners Brock Purdy injury on I think their first drive, and he gets hit and the elbow, and it looked bad. And then he goes back in the game and just hands off and throws screen passes. And you you just kind of wonder like, what are they doing? If his injury's so bad, why don't they just put Christian McCaffrey out there chucking the ball down the field? Debo Samuel could throw the ball. Why wasn't he throwing? Like, why didn't they throw the ball down the field? And and just and that's why I want to like highlight the toughness and the incredible nature of Patrick Mahomes, who was just awesome. And I know everybody and their mom is going to come out and say, "Well, the Bengals ran their mouth." Um, Mike Hilton calling it Burrowhead, calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. That motivated the Chiefs. And and don't forget about the mayor of Cincinnati. Remember when that off said. Uh, Burrow needs a paternity test to confirm that he is Mahomes' father. Like, I saw that, and I was like, did he really say that? The mayor? What is this, an episode of Maury? What the hell are you doing, dude? The mayor of, like, a a major Midwestern city. Fine, fine. A triple-A Midwestern city. Whatever Cincinnati is. But, like, you don't need to do that. So, of course, Travis Kelsey gets on the mic after the game. Know your roles. Shut your mouth, you jabroni. Which is awesome. And it proves that Travis Kelsey is is a straight-fire listener, since I use that word at least once a week. But I will just pump the brakes on this whole, like, extra motivation. Like, guys, it's the AFC title game. The Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. They lost in the AFC title game at home last year to the same team. The same team that beat them three times in a row. They don't need that extra motivation, do they? I I just refuse to believe, Rob. I don't know if you agree with me on that, Rob. But it's like, it's funny, and it makes a good headline. It's clickable. It's a good video. But let's be realistic. That that absolutely did nothing. The Chiefs, they did not come out more fired up because of the Cincinnati mayor. In the locker room during the week, was there probably this? Was there some sharing? Was there some chatter? Sure. But extra motivation? I don't think one player was watching more film because Mike Hilton tried to call Arrowhead Burrowhead. I don't know, Rob. Am I, am I being too much of a party pooper? No. I mean, well, okay. Patrick Mahomes did say that you know, the energy in the beginning of the game was the highest he'd seen, you know, from them in a long time. So I will, I guess, concede that the Burrowhead, all the trash talk, Eli Apple, who, by the way, his mom deleted her Twitter account after the game last night, oh, which was kind really? of funny considering so all the she, shit she was talking. So she runs her mouth when they're yeah. winning and then it's, let me just shut it down. Okay. Exactly. All right, um, I see you. What's her name, so, Danny Apple? Yes, correct. So Mahomes, you know, he said they, they came out a little juiced up, which is fine. But you, if you watch the game, that kind of stuff wears off after like the second series. And they were in a dogfight the rest of the game. And I know that Mahomes is the headline and rightfully so. You know, what is it now? Five home AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, uh, appearances. He's already he got one ring. He's going to playoff gonna, wins. I mean, yeah, he's going to have his second MVP. Like it's, it's unreal, right? The things that he does and continues to do. But that Chiefs defense really came to play in the very beginning of the game they got after burrow they held him to zero yards offensively in the first quarter sacked him three times and then in the fourth quarter after burrow had kind of got himself rolling started to heat up there in the second and third and they started to get a little momentum cincinnati had two drives in the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead first drive they get one first down they throw an interception Second drive, they get two first down, moving the ball a little bit. Defense stiffens up. They have to punt it away. 
So shout out to Chris Jones and yeah. all those rookie guys in the secondary for standing up against what my money is the second best quarterback in football with all those weapons. And they made the plays. Like I know Patrick Mahomes is going to be the headline and because he's great, but the defense came up big special teams that block in the back. I don't care if you don't call it. Cause they could call that. Like you said, almost every play stuff like that happens and a 15 yard penalty. So in reality, the 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 game winning drive was what ten yards of actual offense. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do much. I was right. I was rooting for overtime because also Rob the new overtime rules right. would have come into play, which you know I, I I just love more football and football that matters more. By the way, you mentioned the secondary was great. I should add, Rob, this is where the Bengals banged up offensive line mattered. Burrow sacked five times. I didn't realize this. Twelve quarterback hits. From the Chiefs, Chris Jones, who had zero sacks in, I believe, 13 or 15 career playoff games. 13. Two. In 13, yep. okay. Two. Uh, one on the final final drive that was massive. And it was a stroke of genius by the Chiefs defense, Spagnolo, who I criticized. Remember, I was like, I don't know if I trust Spagnolo. Jones plays in the middle, defensive tackle. He moved him to the outside on third down. They pushed Flank Clark to the middle. They double Frank Clark in the middle. They did not notice that Chris Jones was ISOed on the outside. He bull rushes whoever the, uh, the the lineman was and gets the sack. Chris Jones, five quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. MVP type stuff. Like, incredible performance. Frank Clark was a beast too. Um, you're right, Rob. That defense came to play. Still though, like, I mean, that was nip and tuck for the final 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, once you got down to the fourth quarter, it was pretty clear that both quarterbacks were kind of playing with one arm tied behind their back. I know it's probably the wrong joke to, to make in, in light of the Brock Purdy situation where he literally only had one arm that was useful. But like Patrick Mahomes is down three receivers and he's got a bad ankle. Joe Burrow is down three offensive linemen and he's on the road in the, in the loudest stadium in the NFL. And you could see especially in the fourth quarter, Chiefs receivers aren't getting open. Burrow doesn't have time to throw. So you're like, and even Tony Romo, he who had a horrible broadcasting game. Yeah, I did. You watched the game. Was, I don't know he what was happened. bad. But one thing he did point out, which was correct, was look, somebody, you know, has to make a big play. Somebody who you're not talking about has to make a big play. And what it ended up being was the deep interception by the rookie for the, for the Chiefs. Sky Moore, another rookie with a long kick uh, punt return. And unfortunately for the Bengals, Joseph Asai with the 15-yard personal foul penalty. And that's basically the difference because they were at a stalemate for the better part of the entire fourth quarter. It's interesting, Rob, and I, I also should bring up, you know, rookies. You're right. You, those rookies were big for the Chiefs, and you need them when you're paying Patrick Mahomes all that money. And it's funny because, you know, people are trying to get Rob or thinking Rob's coming after me on social media with, uh, you know, not paying your quarterback and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Because my take last week is, what about rebooting the quarterback? Yeah, you, you reboot the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, you're going to reboot that? You're going to reboot one of the, a guy who started his career going, I think his first year as a starter, he was MVP, right? Correct. And he loses in the conference championship game to Brady. And then his second year... They win the Super Bowl. They beat the Niners. Third year, they lose in the Super Bowl to the Bucs when he had no offensive line. Fourth year, they lose in the AFC title game to the Bengals. Fifth year, they're in the Super Bowl. You don't reboot and kick Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like, that's off. Come on, guys. Think. Joe Burrow looks like a guy. You go ride him. And then you're going to have to nail your draft picks and build wisely around him. What I was talking about last week 
was basically anyone that's not really top five. In hindsight, Russell Wilson looks like an awful decision. Deshaun Watson looks like an awful decision. Dak Prescott clearly looks like an awful decision. I'm not going to say Josh Allen awful yet because he's still a very special quarterback and maybe he the elbow was injured um, last year, which uh, late in this season, which is a reason that, that, that they couldn't deliver. But, like, you look around the rest of the league, like, if you want to go ahead and give uh, Daniel Jones, you know, 35 mil a year, whatever it is, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins getting a, sh- a crap ton of money. Um, I mean, look around the league. Some of these guys are overpaid, like Kyler Murray. That that's obviously going to be regretted. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think, could be in the um, Mahomes class. I know Rob hates to hear that in the Mahomes Burrow class, but uh, again, like it's just like anybody outside of the top five. Uh, and now I've rambled too long. Um, a couple other notes that I have here. Um, let's see here. No, I think oh, the Kelsey brothers are facing each other in the Super Bowl, which is very exciting. First brothers to face each other in the Super Bowl. Also, I saw this stat. Um, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes both played high school quarter uh, football in Texas, and they are the two, the first time two black quarterbacks will meet in the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of, like, you know, first-time stuff happening. It's, it's just, listen, if you had asked me a month ago, Super Bowl, easily. Chiefs, easily Eagles. Then they started to fade a little bit. It looks like the Niners and Bengals are passing them. And then, you know, the teams that look better for the larger portion of the year, the teams that finish strong, right? Um, you know, they, it, it, Bengals hadn't lost in forever. 49ers hadn't lost in forever, and maybe they were a little overvalued. That's why I kind of liked them coming into this week. I fell into a bit of a trap. But fortunately, live betting is a thing. And Rob... I'll say this very obviously. When the Eagles jumped out to the early lead and the you had the brief Fred Warner injury, you had the Brock Purdy injury, I live bet the hell out of the Eagles. I would hope anybody else would do the same thing. Guys, it, it just, the game sucked. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I don't want to make this a thing about the referees, but in, in the Bengals-Chiefs game, there was a moment where the referees, it looked like they had missed Mahomes. Oh, it was Mahomes' knee down when he was making a pass. And the Bengals were like, oh, we're going to challenge this. You guys missed it. And then the referees huddled, and they were like, his knee was down. No need to challenge. Thank you. We got this. Okay. Where was that common sense sanity, Rob, when Devontae Smith catches his fourth down, one-handed, improbable catch, and they give him the first down? 49ers don't. They don't have, they don't have time to look at an angle to challenge. And the referees didn't even bother challenge. You saw Devontae Smith wisely like bump his knuckles, which is probably a signal that we need to go. Let's get to the line of scrimmage. And they ran the play, and they couldn't review it. And then seconds later, what do you know? Devontae Smith definitely did not catch that. And, Rob, I don't know how that can be fixed. If you're Shanahan, do you want to burn a challenge on the first series of the game without having a second, uh, a second look at it? You know, it, you can't win if you're Shanahan there. So if you throw the challenge, and then once you finally get the second replay, oh, yeah, he caught it. Oh, that's a wasted challenge. Like two minutes into the game. Ah, oh, you're screwed. But you do challenge it, and you get it. Huge upside. So, like, it, I was just frustrated, Rob. Obviously, I, I was kind of rooting Niners here. I, I don't, I'm disappointed in the referees there. I mean, you could say you were disappointed in the referees all Sunday. And you know what's funny is, you know, speaking of early challenges, I hate to go flip-flopping back and forth with the games here, but Andy Reid challenges a Kadarius Tony touchdown. Yeah. Which was clearly not a catch. Like, everybody saw that that was not a catch. And I think it was in the first quarter, late in the first quarter. And he challenged it, and he just wasted time out right there. And so, I, I don't know if it's one of those situations where Andy Reid is expecting that we're going to be in a shootout so I need to get as many points as possible. So yeah. if that's available, I'm going to challenge it. And Kyle Shanahan, which is funny because, you know, Kyle Shanahan has his reputation to be this mad genius and, and this brilliant play caller. He has all these tricks up his sleeve. When you watch him coach in a lot of these big games, he coaches scared. Oh, goodness. And that's the segue into the, the end. Look, look, you brought it up right off the top, the Brock Purdy injury in his, his UCL which, so, for so, anyone who doesn't yeah, know what a UCL is, it's like a Tommy John injury in baseball. Yeah, it could have been major serious. And if you put stress on it and, and, and we're trying to throw bombs down the field, who knows how bad it could have gotten. You know, you if you need Tommy John surgery in February, I don't know that you're playing next year. Are you? Right. No. Okay, so just a quick point, Rob. So after they score the touchdown, Sanford gets the ball. 
Six plays, 25 yards. So we're now almost eight minutes into the game, and Shanahan whiffs again. Oh, I'm sorry, not Shanahan whiff, but this was a huge win for Sirianni because Purdy gets hit. It's it's an empty hand on the replay. Eagles challenge. I, I don't understand. Like I, I tell the kids in sports, play the whistle all the time. It looked like San Fran thought, oh, it's incomplete. Meanwhile, the Eagles guy picks it up. And it's like, so now you've got Brock Purdy hurt. You had a touchdown that you probably could have gotten called back. The fourth down play, you would have got the ball. And, oh, by the way, um, your opponent has the ball again up 7 nothing. And it was just like it felt kind of over at that point. Is that, that was premature, obviously, because they t- ended up tying it up, Rob. Uh, 7-7. It was good. It was good. Josh Johnson handing off to McCaffrey, who had a big game. There was virtually no Kittle. There was virtually no Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel prop got killed. Um, they they basically had no offense. You know, they had 83 yards passing. C Mac had a couple good runs, but basically seven seven late second half, and then the refs got involved. And Rob, this is where I just was so disappointed because of course I had first half under 23. So Rob, you know, again seven seven with look like there were about. Five, yeah, about five minutes left, 7-7. Seven, seven, and then the flags started coming in. Two penalties giving the Eagles automatic first downs. They end up getting the touchdown run. And, oh, I'm sorry, three flags. Three flags in the final four minutes getting them the touchdown run. So it's 14-7. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, first half is really in trouble now. And then Josh Johnson double fumbling the snap, like fumbled it, then goes to pick it up and fumbles it again. Can't recover, 21-7, first half toast. And then at that point, the game was over. Um, and it, like, second half was, like, really bad, Rob. It was just not good football. And I don't know how the referees can avoid being a story. And and again, they did show some of the replays. I'm sure uh, you could you could throw a flag of holding or legal hands to the face or whatever. Basically, every down. You could if you really wanted to. But at some point, the NFL in the next two weeks has to huddle and be like, guys, we can't have the Super Bowl marred with this crap on every high leverage play. Like if it's third and seven, somebody's probably holding in the secondary. And you just throw a flag. I, I don't know how you get that out of the game, Rob. Uh, Albert Breer had an idea on, on social media about the re- referees in the sky, robo referees or whatever. Um, I don't know what. The sky judge? Sky judge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, look. look. This is going to be one of those situations, and I mean, you can set your watch by this. As soon as the season's over and the competition committee meets in the offseason, there is going to be talk about the permanent sky judge. There's going to be talk about reviewable plays. There's going to be talk about increasing the number of challenges as because this is all going to be an overreaction to what happened today. Same thing that happened yeah. with the Chiefs' bills and the extra overtime rule, mm. right? At the time, was it a perfect system? No, of course not. But it was what we were used to. It was it was considered fair at the time because both yeah. teams had an op. Like that's what it was. You knew going in, coin flip, you get the ball, you score. It's been that way for years. And now, because it happened, and all eyes are on this game or these games, you're going to have everybody overreacting and saying the officiating is so bad, and and all this stuff is going on, and all it's going to do is it's going to slow down the product. It's going to make it less fun to watch because you're always going to have reviews. Everything's going to be, um, uh, uh, let's go up to the to the booth. Let's get the sky judge back in here. You remember when 
they made uh, pass interference reviewable after that Saints Rams NFC oh, Championship that's right. game. Yeah, was it um, the pass interference? Could, it wasn't. Yeah, called, yeah, you could challenge it. Right, that was the big thing. It was like we're not going to let this happen again. And I believe that the the first year that that rule was in place, something like ninety five percent of the calls on the field stood because the NFL didn't want to set the precedent that they were always overruling their referees. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's going to be like, hey, we're going to fix this. It's all going to be all right. The NFL is not in the business of throwing their guys under the bus. They're just not going to do it. And I think once this season's over and it becomes a talking point again, everyone's going to be all excited when they change the rule or they make it reviewable or whatever. And then you're going to see starting the 2023 season or whenever it comes through, people are going to be more frustrated than ever. That's just the way it works. Well, yeah, I'm trying to look back to the divisional round. Um, there wasn't, I mean, yeah, there wasn't even really any officiating drama because none of the games were close. Bengals was a blowout. I guess Dallas and San Fran was kind of close. But, yeah, Kansas City over Jackson. There was no real drama with refs. And I just feel like it was a lot of people were disappointed. And um, speaking of disappointment, Eagles fans are very upset at me for tweeting out this after Philadelphia won. Eagles just had the easiest playoff road of quarterbacks in NFL history. Daniel Jones, who is, I'm almost certain, an under 500 quarterback for his career. And then Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson. And I challenge the audience to find me or find me an easier road. Now, if you want to go back even further, we can, guys. Because I did this and I actually uh, did it on Cowherd Show last week. So these are the quarterbacks that they faced before the end of the season. Week 18, Davis Webb backing up Daniel Jones. Andy Dalton of the Saints. Dak Prescott, who lit him up for 400 yards. Justin Fields. Guys, we can go on and on. Remember, they only faced Dak once. Uh, Cooper Rush was backing him up in that game. So you could say the best quarterbacks they faced are Aaron Rodgers, who was not good this year. Jared Goff. I mean, honestly, I'm not diminishing what they did. I will take this time to point out that the only bet I made Sunday night was Eagles minus two in the Super Bowl. Um, The three books that I operate out of, neither of them had pick, although people were saying pick on the internet. That's usually in Vegas. And, you know, I'm not in Vegas, so I'll just leave it there. Um, But I'm on the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Just two, not a big one, small, just to get one out of the way in case it hits three. Uh, The other quarterbacks they beat. Um, who was the Colts quarterback when the Eagles beat him, Rob? Was it Sam uh, Sam Ellinger? Sam Ellinger, yeah, yeah. yeah. The immortal Sam Ellinger. Ryan Tannehill. Um, they they ended up losing to Taylor Heineke. Kenny Pickett, they beat Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence. Like, I, I, There are good quarterbacks in the NFL, right? <laughs> um, they just haven't seen one in a long time. And I'm not diminishing what they accomplished. This is just a fact. They don't. The Eagles fans don't want to hear the fact. This is the easiest road of quarterbacks in NFL history. I mean, if you put Kirk Cousins in place of Daniel Jones, then I, I, it's probably not as big of a deal. I, I'm a bigger Kirk Cousins than, fan than most. I think he's good. Um, I don't think he's great. I mean, I don't think he's ever been an all-pro. But we're talking about, like, look what the Chiefs went through. Trevor Lawrence, who is ascending, and it's all right. Eagles uh, beat him during the regular season. This was his first road playoff game. And then they beat Joe Burrow who went to the Super Bowl last year and is a superstar compared to Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy slash Josh Johnson. By the way, Niners, shout out to Kyle Shanahan. I know you call him coach and scared. 
I don't know how you coach aggressive when you're on your fourth-string quarterback, Rob. I mean, I'd love to hear how many first-team snaps Josh Johnson had during the, during this week. Hell, during this month. Josh Johnson. I know what you guys. Oh, he's a veteran. Come on, he's been on 15 teams. Well, there's a reason he's been on 15 teams. And I actually had a buddy text me. You know, uh, Colin Kaepernick could come in, and I just stopped him. I was like, stop. Colin Kaepernick is not going to be inactive for three-fourths of the season and then be the backup and hold a clipboard and not say anything or cause a stir or get a million people in the media worked up. He's just not. that. Like, Stop with the Kaepernick stuff. Josh Johnson, I'll be honest, Rob. When Purdy got hurt, I was like, oh my gosh, is McCaffrey going to have to be the quarterback? Jimmy G's not even active. Who is the backup? That was the legit question. That's the question you want. Like, You don't even know who the backup is. Now, obviously, it's not great, and it led to should teams carry three quarterbacks in the playoffs, like an extra roster spot just for quarterbacks so you don't get that crap. I mean, Rob, fourth quarter, were you even watching or were you doing like chores around the house? Uh, I had the game on, and I was prepping for all these shows. I was getting my, my, my ad reads together and, yeah. and you know making sure that the guest budget was all lined up, that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I emailed you during the game saying, hey, these are guys right. who are available for the radio row at the Super Bowl. So Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought you'd be throwing some weights around out of frustration. <laughs> Just, you know, bench pressing. and. Uh, hey, I was on the Eagles, so I felt good about that. Yeah, it, it was the good, Bengals good call. That, that hurt me. A good, a very uh, solid call. Do you have an early Super Bowl lean? Probably Eagles. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. I love what they do in the trenches. They're, it they're reminds fantastic. me of that 49ers team yep. that gave uh, Mahomes problems in their in his first Super Bowl. I mean, remember, the 49ers team was the side for the first 52 minutes and then a bomb to Tyreek Hill, who they don't have, by the way. Um, Eagles have better corners than San Fran did back in that one. Um, Slay and Bradbury are great. Uh, San Fran uh, barely even tried to throw on the outside. Um, so I think it's a good matchup for the Eagles. I do have some concern about Jalen Hurts, who I didn't think looked sharp, Rob, but I don't know how much it's going to matter because you have a great offensive line, which is basically going to be able to do a good job, I would think, against Jones and, um, and and Frank Clark off the edge. Hell, the best defensive lineman in this game, there's a small chance it's Hassan Reddick, who is excellent and everywhere. I cannot believe Shanahan tried to block him with a tight end at more than once. Like, what are you doing, bro? Um, ultimately, I think this will be a good Super Bowl. Phoenix in two weeks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Rob, I don't want to pivot too much, but I feel one NFL move from late Sunday, the Cowboys tried to bury it in conference championship Sunday. Kellen Moore and the Dallas Cowboys have parted ways. And before you say, why are you talking about the Cowboys? Who cares about Kellen Moore? I will just let you guys know that the Dallas Cowboys game against the Niners was the most watched conference championship game. I'm sorry, divisional round game last week. 47 million people watched that. People care intimately about the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's TV, radio, podcast, digital, social, it's funny, anytime I post on Instagram stories about the Cowboys, I go to tag random Cowboys accounts, and there's literally like 20 Instagram accounts dedicated to following the Cowboys, and they, a lot of them have a lot of followers, so I tag them and some of them repop it. But at any rate, the Cowboys parted ways, in air quotes, with Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy is now going to call plays. Interesting. Um, Jerry Jones used to love Jason Garrett kept Jason Garrett as long as possible, kept him as head coach until he had to move on. Jerry Jones absolutely loves Kellen Moore. Thought he would be like the next head coach. I mean, I think he's on record saying that. I wonder, Rob, conspiracy theory Jason on our early Monday morning, if McCarthy said, hmm, Dak's cap hit goes up, we win double-digit games again, but we can't get by the Niners, what if this happens next year? What if I make a move, protect myself by getting the logical replacement? I don't think anybody thinks Dan Quinn's getting the job next year. Dan Quinn, by the way, two years in a row out trying to get jobs, nothing. He's back in Dallas. It's an odd move. I thought Dak had a good year. It feels a little egotistical of McCarthy to say, Dak, you've been solid the last two years, but I'm ready to help you make the jump to light speed. Really? We just saw Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach totally fail. So now McCarthy, who, by the way, was not particularly buttoned up last season. This season he was better. And all of a sudden now McCarthy said, I'm going to be calling plays? Well, 
What about the rest of the team, Mike? Who are you going to hand that to, Quinn? Special teams? What about that? Like, as the head coach, you need to be the CEO, and I feel like you're being less of a CEO if you're calling plays now. You, got, I mean, the game planning for that. Now, you could say, hey, Dak is something of a veteran. I don't know. I just I don't like it, Rob. Maybe it's me. No, I'm totally with you. I mean, when you have, and this kind of got swept under the rug a little bit last week because everyone's building up for these championship weekend, the I believe the Cowboys fired six assistant coaches mm-hmm. like on Thursday or whatever it was. So now Calamore is going to be seven. You mean to tell me that Mike McCarthy can say with a straight face to Jerry Jones or to whoever, well, Jerry Jones, right? No, it's not me. It's not me. It's, it's these other seven guys. It's it's half of my staff. They're just not following what it is that I'm looking for. Like, Kellen Moore, obviously, according to the Dallas Morning News, they said the issue was that he didn't elevate his game, so to speak, in the playoffs. And that's fair. Like, I get it, right? You were going you know, against the number one defense in the league. Exactly. Oh, by the way, hold on, Rob. Let me just remind everybody out there listening. The Philadelphia Eagles may have won 31-7. to And that sounds like, oh, they blew him out. Okay, I'm just going to read for you. Some of the numbers from the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 15 of 25 for 121 yards. 4.8 yards per pass. The Eagles had 269 yards of total offense, 3.8 yards per play. That's it. They were not, Rob, any better than what the Cowboys did last week against the Niners. Were they? Offensively, the numbers say no. Now, you benefit from three fumbles by San Fran. You lose Brock Purdy. You win the game, and you win it big, and it looks good. But, Rob, like, come on. I mean, I, I, I think the Eagles were better than the Cowboys last week, but it's not, like, by such a not wide by margin. Yeah. You and know, San Fran really... was on the road this week, right? right. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, it, it, it feels like, well, number one, Mike McCarthy is doing this to save his job, right, because of the way they flamed out each of the last two postseasons. But underneath that, you know, in the weeds, so to speak, this feels like a situation where – you can't get rid of the quarterback, so you got to do something else. Like I, I think Dak Prescott is more of the problem in Dallas than Kellen Moore was. You know, I mean, Dan Orlovsky, friend of the show, had several videos on NFL Live last week showing all the open guys that Dak just missed, just he didn't did. even see them. Right, and not even they threw an incomplete pass that he was looking the his reading it the wrong way. There's guy T. Y. Hilton was the big one, like a forty yard wide open touchdown, and he throws it. Um, tries to stick it to Stevie Lamb instead in between two guys. No, not and his it's finest like, moment. It's just, it's it's typical Cowboys. You know, they try to news dump it in the middle of the championship weekend like we wouldn't notice. We did, unfortunately. And I'm sure once all the buzz dies down later this morning, I'm sure maybe like the second or third hour of the herd, I'm sure you guys are probably going to go off on Jerry Jones uh, and the Cowboys. We'll see, we'll see about that. Um, I do want to end, Rob, with one random note. So this is... <sighs> Again, I don't want to be Conspiracy Theory Monday, Jason, but when I say that, I guess I automatically become that. So weirdly, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network early on Sunday, you know, they're buzzing around the league trying to find nuggets that'll get people interested. And Ian Rappaport basically does a hit talking about Kyler Murray. Now, why haven't you maybe heard about this? Because interestingly, even though it was on TV, Rappaport did not post it on his social media account. Someone else saw it, and they posted it. Here's what it says. The Cardinals have a March 25th deadline looming to pick up Kyler Murray's $36 million option. 
Currently, he counts 16 mil against the cap next year. A trade before the option, so before March 25th, would only add 7 million to that number. After the option is picked up, the dead money goes to $59 million. So what, remember Brian Windhorst, why would they do that? Why would Ian Rappaport talk about this on Conference Championship Sunday and then not post it on his social media? Now, I know some people are like, well, what's that all about, Jay? You guys know how the game is played. People tell me stuff all the time. For instance, over the weekend, I got an interesting text from someone in the NFL. And they actually called me when I was coaching my daughter's basketball game and could not – I didn't see the call until afterwards. So uh, where, where the hell is this text? Um, so I'll read it. And, and this is something – you know, the names are in here, but I'm not going to say it. If you tweeted something out about an agent being fired, is that a bad look for you? This player terminated his agent from Clutch Sports. He was a top – 10 pick in 2020. Another guy who was drafted top 15 in 2020 also terminated the same agent from Clutch Sports. So I'm leaving out the players' names. You know, you guys don't have to do that much homework to figure out who it is. What's going on, A, at Clutch Sports, and B, with these two guys who are looming to get the the fifth-year option, what's happening with them at Clutch Sports? I don't know the answer. But I'm, I floated it on social without saying the players' names. I don't know if any reporters picked it up. I didn't Google. There's something there, but the agent is probably working the media members to say, hey, let's not, can you not mention that? Let me give you something else on someone. Rob, you know this is how the game is played. You give a favor to keep something out of the news. I wonder if Kyler Murray's agent said, hey, saw the hit. Can, can you just not, can you not put on social? We just don't need that trending and all this crap. Say it on TV, fine. I don't know how many people saw it. But in all honesty, social can sometimes be more dangerous because it goes viral. Players are on their phones 24-7. You know that. They're going to see stuff. Rob, who the hell is trading for an injured Kyler Murray? And if the answer is nobody, which it probably is, what do you think is up with Rappaport floating this? Could it be that during interviews... For the head coaching job, the GM and the owner were telling the next head coach, y'all want to trade Kyler, you could do that. Oh, by the way, we have a March 25th deadline. You got to wonder, GM and coach, both gone. Both of them were Kyler's guys. All right, Rob, just pushing it out there late in the podcast for the T1 listeners. Spicy quarterback adding to the carousel where, I don't know, I'm not even talking about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We'll save that for tomorrow, but. I'll tell you, I'd, I'd rather have Kyler Murray than Tom Brady in Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. Tyler, Kyler Murray Kyler Murray, and his uh, Call of Duty, you know, infatuation and his bum knee. Give me him over Tom Brady any day of the week. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I don't want to rehash it because it's so late in the pod, you know, but yes. You're and out by the way, Brady. You would I, rather I, have Aaron Rodgers than, than Brady. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. And 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 then just on, on that original point you said about the agent thing, right, about, the, you know, sometimes they get calls saying don't push this kind of stuff out i it, people who don't know how this works like that is 1000 percent factual i can tell you that not too long ago there was a prominent nfl insider who did an interview um on a media outlet it was live they did it whatever right he said something that i don't know if he didn't think he was supposed to say or he didn't 
you know, maybe was inebriated to a point where, hey, that's something I should have kept to myself. Mm. He called the outlet, said, I need you to ensure that does not go out digitally in podcast or whatever form so that people can't go back and get it. So if you got it and it was live, cool. Otherwise, it does not exist. Interesting. And yeah. that, could, that, that happens. So yes, I know exactly. Like, I know people think that we're, you know, tinfoil hats on this one. No, this kind of stuff does happen. Yeah, it's something's going on with Kyler. It, listen, something's always going on with these guys. Now, listen, you could easily say, well, what's a better option than Kyler? Well, I'll tell you right now, Rob. Trade him, get whatever you can, and you're going to be awful next year. And, oh, it stinks, but you're going to have the number one pick in 2024 when this guy named Caleb Williams is coming out. And there's this other decent quarterback named Drake May. Both of them are considered better than Bryce Young, Stroud, Levis. I don't know that it's close. But there is a scenario. Hey, we maxed out Kyler. Let's reboot. I know nobody's going to like to hear that. And I was very pro-Kyler last year. Coming into this year, I thought, okay, they got it. And then you just start hearing stuff, and you're like, ooh, I'm out. No thanks. Done. So another quarterback to keep an eye on in the NFL and the carousel that is so, so fun. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of NFL coaching news this week now that D'Amico Ryans is out. I would not be shocked if sooner than later he is with the Texans unless he's trying to leverage them for more money out of Denver. I don't know what Denver does. They had one at Peyton. That ain't, that ain't happening. At least it doesn't seem like it. By the way, Peyton will be on the herd this morning. I'll see what I get out of him during the commercial break. And um, I, Jim Harbaugh is staying in Michigan, so I don't know what Denver's doing. They wanted to go big game hunting, and they're looks like they're over two. Going to be interesting. Going to be a fun week. Obviously, we'll do a lot of NBA. We're not doing LeBron versus the refs. Uh, LeBron not playing tonight in San Antonio, kind of as a, a quiet quitting moment. I in think. Brooklyn, by the way, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. I'm sorry, in Brooklyn. Um, TV game and LeBron and AD are just saying, hey, here's the middle finger league. We're out. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Two weeks of Super Bowl chatter. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.